This is Barack Obama, and you're listening to Fresh Air, The Alternative, with DJ Matt Warner. Hi, this is Kid Beyond, and you're listening to DJ Matt Warner on Fresh Air, The Alternative. This is Kid Beyond, and you're listening to DJ Matt Werder on Fresh Air, The Alternative. Yo. Provided the alternative. Fresh air with DJ Matt Werner. Hi, you're listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour here on Fresh Air the Alternative. I'm DJ Matt Werner. I'm very excited to have Kid Beyond, one of the most talented beatboxers in the world, on our show today. And we have him by a pre recorded phone interview. Kid Beyond, I want you to come on the line and introduce yourself. Tell us, how did you get this moniker, Kid Beyond? Hello, Scotland. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Doing well. Hi, my name is Kid Beyond. I'm a singer, beatboxer, live looper, songwriter, producer, human being from San Francisco, California, USA. How did I get the name Kid Beyond? I was searching around for a name, and I did a show, and a guy came up after the show and said, Yo, like, I've seen beatboxing before and like, singing stuff, but like, you're like beyond. You're like on some beyond level, man. I was like, oh, thanks a lot. And then about a week later, I did another show. And same thing happened. A different dude came up and said, like, yo, I've seen this and I've seen that. And like, you're on some beyond stuff you're doing here. And I said, hmm, there's that word again. So I decided to become Kid Beyond. Plus the domain name was available, which is always very important. But, you know, I like to say that the combination of the two and beyond allows me to be childlike, you know, making noise, jumping around on stage, but then the beyond allows me to be transcendent. And, you know, so it's, it's a mix of I can be a monk and a monkey. So I can be childlike and transcendent at the same time. One characteristic of your performances, because I've been following you for, for quite a few years, uh, I remember the early vowel movement sessions, and that's vowel with a V-O-W-E-L. Uh, movement, these amazing beatboxing extravaganzas in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you began doing just some basic beatboxing. And then you kept, again, as you're saying, taking it beyond, taking it to the next level each time. And so then you introduced live looping. And I was wondering if you could 
talk a little bit about your live looping because I'm going to play a track. It's actually off YouTube. It's your cover of Wandering Star by Portishead. And I want you to sort of describe what exactly this live looping is and how you used it to create your version of Wandering Star. Sure. Basically, I have machinery on stage that allows me to loop and multi-track my voice over and over and over. So it's me and a microphone and a laptop, which I use to... My mic goes into the laptop, gets recorded, and then whatever I do, I can play it back and then lay something over that and lay something over that, and I can have different effects on each tracks and basically multi-track myself. And I can turn different tracks on and off throughout the song. So I'm running my voice through all sorts of crazy effects, depending on what instrument or overall sonic effect I'm looking for. So I can lay down the drums and then the bass and then the backgrounds or scratches or strings, trumpets or uh, background vocals or whatever. And then I sing over it. So basically I lay down my backing tracks and then I sing over it and harmonize with myself. So I have been writing my songs for that instrumental setup. Basically, my voice plus the looping gear is my instrument. So that's what I've been doing for the past five years or so. And I use a program called Ableton Live, which is a popular program for electronic music artists, laptop DJs, that kind of thing. And so I have a laptop sitting on a table on the side of me up on stage, and I control it with a MIDI foot pedal. So it's basically me standing there with a microphone in my hand, controlling the laptop with a foot pedal so that I don't have to be sort of leaning over the laptop saying, do this, now do that, because it's not a lot of fun to watch somebody hunched over a laptop, in my opinion. So that's what I do. Basically, there's nothing pre-recorded. I'm doing it all live. At least that's what I do on stage. On the albums, it's a, it's a different thing, but we can talk about that later. You are about to listen to Wandering Star by Kid Beyond. Yes. 
So you were just listening to Wandering Star by Kid Beyond. And Kid Beyond, I was wondering, do you know, has Portishead heard your cover of their song? I don't know if they have heard it. I did a, a show in New York City opening for DJ Andy Smith, who was Portishead's DJ. And I gave him the CD and sort of saying, hey, I did a cover of Wandering Star, but I have no idea whether it got back to Beth and the rest of the boys. It would be my honor for them to hear it and obviously my honor for them to like it and then even more of an honor for me to for them to invite me out uh, opening for them you know a guy can dream but I actually saw them at Coachella which is a big huge music festival here in Southern California out in the desert and they were fantastic and I saw them a bunch of years ago after their second album came out up here in San Francisco and they were also incredibly fantastic. So, big Portishead fan. One reason why I played your version of Wandering Star off of YouTube is because of the crowd reaction. One thing I've found is that you're just a phenomenal live performer. You have an ability to work almost any crowd, and I've seen you at a whole range of events. I remember some events with a primarily hip-hop crowd. You'd go into Dr. Dre and turntabling sounds, things like that. But then I've seen you also work more of a, like, Burning Man crowd and kind of like a Mars Volta circuit. And so that's why I wanted to get the YouTube because it's really a dynamic experience going to a Kid Beyond show and it's somewhat difficult to recreate it on the radio. But I'm doing this segment to hopefully bring you to a larger and wider audience here in the United Kingdom and possibly when you come over to tour here in the future, you can have some people to experience this great show. When I saw you at the rickshaw stop back in May in San Francisco, I remember you even did requests so people were shouting out from the audience and someone shouted out Nine Inch Nails and then you went into an amazing rendition of Closer. Right, sort of the, you know, yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 like that kind of thing. Yeah, and I was curious, how did you go about picking new songs and how did you go about developing new instrument sounds? Besides Wandering Star, which is a Portishead cover, I've been trying to focus on original music exclusively in terms of writing because I feel like what I've been doing is pretty out there. It's pretty unique, and that has its upsides and its downsides. The upside is it's unique. It grabs people's attention. It's something that not a lot of other people are doing, so people are interested in that side of things, and people write stories about what I'm doing, and that's cool. The downside is that it's sort of an odd thing. It's not like Coldplay or, or you know, U2 or Snow Patrol, where, like, you have a singer, a guitarist, a bassist, maybe a keyboardist and a drummer, and people understand that. So it's this weird thing that people go, oh, well, that's that's cute, but that's, you know, it, you, you run the risk of it being sort of a novelty, sort of a novelty act, rather than the music itself being taken seriously. You know, the, the songs, the words in the songs. And so when recording my EP... I was very clear with myself and my producers from the start that I just wanted to make a great record. It didn't have to scream like, I did this all with my voice. Like, if people listened to the record and didn't even realize that it was just one dude and his mouth, that would be fine by me, because really what was most important would be for people to be interested in the songs or moved by the songs or moved on a heart level or moved on a booty dance-your-ass-off level or whatever. So I just wanted to make a great record that you could bump in your stereo or your car or your iPod or whatever, rather than rely on how the music was made, you know, to be the only interesting factor. So to my mind, to be taken seriously, write original music, as opposed to, oh, wow, that's cool. And 
So besides Wandering Star, really, it's just been all original songs. But at the beginning of most of my shows, I'll just do a beatbox solo, just sort of move from thing to thing to thing and um, do a bunch of different styles and just sort of get people riled up and get people warmed up and also get people a little hip to the fact that, uh, yes, this is all my voice. There's nothing pre-recorded or synthesized or anything like that. So in there, I'll throw in whatever seems interesting to the audience or interesting to me or whatever I was hearing on the radio before I got on stage or, you know, sometimes take requests. And really, so that's then just from off the top of the dome, really. Hi, this is Kid Beyond from San Francisco, California, USA. You're listening to DJ Matt Werner on Fresh Air, The Alternative. So I'm going to play a track off your EP, Amplivate, I Shall Be Free, and it has an amazing gospel quality to it. I really like the range of your voice, and I was wondering if you could introduce this track, I Shall Be Free, and sort of how you came to write it and what the process behind that was. This is the first original song that I wrote for the whole live looping setup. And the inspiration for the song came from a bunch of different areas. I'm, I'm a Buddhist, and, and I, I went and did a 10-day meditation retreat at a monastery in the forest in Thailand. Silent meditation retreat. No reading, no writing, no talking. You're just meditating all day. So it's an incredibly powerful experience, and, and a lot of stuff comes up. You know, you're in the first, let's say, third of it, you're dealing with a lot of your ego. You know, all your, your personality is sort of coming up. You're there watching your breath or watching your footsteps as you sit uh, or, or walk. And your mind is doing everything it can to take you away from the present moment. And then after that, you're dealing with deeper psychological stuff. And, you know, it's really about focusing and sort of getting outside of your your head a little bit outside of the, the cerebral way of looking at the world. And if you can, if you can get out all your head trips, the, the real world is just becomes this incredible tapestry. And so around day six or day seven, I has my mind quieted down and I had some incredible spiritual experiences, some real revelations, real sort of opening, you know, the, the, the top of my head opening wide open and just feeling incredibly open and connected and very present with the, I know it's going to sound proofy, but, you know, with the oneness and connectedness of everything, and life was incredibly full, and every tiniest bit of experience was so rich. So I drew upon some of those experiences to write this song, and I felt that expressing some of these spiritual experiences in sort of a gospel-y kind of way would be interesting, because rather than have it be sort of about Eastern spirituality, that, that might be a way to bring some of this to American ears or Western ears in sort of a, a cultural framework that was already familiar to them. So it's called I Shall Be Free. I don't need 
Cause I don't fight no more I said, well then, Mr. Soldier What you fight them for? Well, he didn't say nothing He just smiled at me And then I heard him whisper You shall be free Yeah. 
just listening to I Shall Be Free by Kid Beyond, and that is off his EP Amplivate. And we are very lucky here at Fresh Air to have Kid Beyond on a pre-recorded phone interview. Kid Beyond, I was wondering if you could give your website and just some information on how people could download this song, I Shall Be Free. Well, you can go to my website, which is kidbeyond.com, K-I-D-B-E-Y-O-N-D, just like it sounds. Dot com. Also, I have a MySpace, myspace.com slash kidbeyond, and you can go on to iTunes. So if you want to download it digitally, you can go on to iTunes or a whole bunch of other of the electronic download sites, and you just search for Kid Beyond. The EP is called Amplivate. It's got four songs and four remixes. So the four songs are all my voice, just like you heard on that track, and then the remixes gave those songs to producer, DJ kind of folks and said, do whatever you want. Either you can keep it all local and just chop it up, or you can add backing tracks and so on. Just do whatever inspires you. And so I put that on as sort of a bonus, just because, you know, you buy an EP, it's something shorter than a full-length CD. I wanted to give people a lot for their money. And that's called Amplivate, and that came out a few years ago. And a bunch of those songs have been on TV shows and such. That song you just heard, I Shall Be Free, there's a cop show here called Life. It's about a cop who got in prison for a murder he didn't commit, and now he's out and he's searching for the real killer while solving lots of other crimes every other week. So they put that on the show Life, and this song called Mothership that got on a show called Kyle XY, which is sort of a teen show about some sort of teen alien or teen... Like he was created in a lab and became this incredibly good-looking teenager trying to make his way through high school. I don't know if that airs in the UK, but that was on uh, this past year as well. And so it's playing during the prom scene, and so that was cool. They put Mothership on NBA Live 08, EA Sports, into the game. So if you buy NBA Live 08, you can hear like Tim Bland and a whole bunch of other people and me, which is pretty cool. I also do, in, in another life, I, I do voices and uh, for video games, a lot of, you know, just the characters of the Star Wars games, and Lord of the Rings games, and The Sims, and lots of army games. You know, on these army video games, they need people, you know, when you play these games like Call of Duty and America's Army, you know, they need people to go like, we're going in, cover me, I'm a hit, Grenade. to the left! You know, or, or there's the younger guy, the sort of more wet behind the ears guy going like, I'm hit! You know, 
Charge, Colonel, I'm hit. You know, that kind of thing. I'm on my way. Hang in there. I can use some backup over here. There are more guards than I thought. I'm totally surrounded. I'm requesting backup. Don't rush in. We've got company. Keep your focus and don't back down. This guy's all mine. Fire! Now the side. Aim at the sides. Now, that's more like it. This situation is only gonna get messier. I like our chances. What other accents can you do? All sorts. Like, there's a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft. And he, if you ever listen to the... He has this really low voice, and he did, like... If you ever watch those Christmas specials of, like, You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That was him. And he did, like, on the Peanuts, he did No Dogs Allowed. That was him. And he's the voice of Tony the Tiger for Frosted Flakes. They're great! I'll do Don Love. You want to Don Love for doing it? In a world of stale air, one man provided the alternative fresh air. With DJ Matt Werner. Hi, this is Barack Obama, and you're listening to Fresh Air, The Alternative, with DJ Matt Werner. There you go. That's my best Barack Obama imitation. Janie, time to eat. Janie, dinner. Okay, Mom. Just one more page. moment brought to you by Sylvan Learning Center. I didn't like reading. Then they showed me it was fun. We call our approach the Sylvan Advantage. It's a proven process that works. We begin by identifying your child's specific needs, followed by individual attention and personalized lesson plans from highly trained and certified teachers who just love teaching. And progress reports for you every step of the way. If your child is struggling or just not being challenged enough, call 1-800-EDUCATE. Now I read just because I want to. Call this number today. The skills to do better in school, the confidence to do better in everything else. Sylvan. Learning feels good. Hi, this is Kid Beyond from San Francisco, California, USA. You're listening to DJ Matt Werner on Fresh Air, The Alternative. I do a lot of different evil kind of stuff, so sometimes get... A lot of villains, like, you know, you you and all of your precious friends will die. That kind of thing. Yeah, Star Wars games, Lord of the Rings, huge video game, The Sims, where you have your character, your avatar, and you get your character a job and a house, and they don't speak English, they speak Simlish, uh, which is this made-up language. There is no language we just have to make it up on the spot so i'll be in there in the booth they'll show me a video like of a dude sitting down on a bench next to a girl and he'll try and like make friendly with the girl and hit on the girl and then either the girl go like oh okay that's nice or she'll slap him and you know walk away or whatever and so i have to match what i'm saying in this gibberish 
exactly to what they've already done in the animated video. And it can't, it has to be English sounding gibberish. It can't be Russian sounding gibberish or Swedish sounding gibberish or Japanese sounding gibberish. It has to be English sounding gibberish. So it'll be like, oh, the Kluvi, oh, the Klobdenorf, yeah, glav, glav, shiplevish, shiplevish, blorf, chipift, that kind of thing. So I did that. That was about four or five months of my life going into the studio and four or eight hours a day speaking Simlish. And by the end of eight hours of speaking Simlish, it would always take me about an hour for my brain to get English back. Whatever parts of my brain were working overtime to try and improvise in this made-up language and not say any English words and not say any curse words, because as it turns out, it's very easy to say all sorts of curse words when you're trying to improvise gibberish. You know, then the, the parts of my brain that were responsible for regular, normal English, or American English anyway, uh, had sort of atrophied by the end of the day, and it would always take me a little while to get that back. It's a very strange sensation. And I also sing on a bunch of video games. So there's these big Guitar Hero games. Back when the Guitar Hero games first came out, they didn't have the rights to use the actual songs, so they needed to recreate the songs note for note. They needed them to sound exactly like the original song. So they hired people to sing, you know, okay, we need you to sing exactly like Franz Ferdinand or Queens of the Stone Age or Clapton or Bowie or so on and so on. And so I've, I've done a bunch of these on Guitar Hero 1 and Guitar Hero 2. And and after those two, the games got so popular that they started just getting the rights to the actual songs. So that work has dried up a bit, but then there's still these American Idol games, these sort of karaoke revolution games where it comes with a microphone and you have to sing correctly. And so once again, they need to recreate these songs note for note. And they bring me in to sing like, you know, Depeche Mode or Plain White Tees or whoever. Yeah, I was curious as to how did you first get into this voiceover work? Have you been training your voice for many years? Because when I hear you perform, it sounds like you're pitch perfect. How did you develop this talent? Well, thank you. No, I really, ever since I was a kid, I just sort of, I was a good mimic. And I would, I always had a song running through my head, even as a little kid, you know, we had a lot of music around the house. And so whatever song was on the radio, or whatever I liked at the moment, I just sort of walked to school and I'd be doing all the different parts of lead singer and the guitar and the drums. And I never knew that I would make a career out of it. So yeah, it's just a good mimic. Like I hear something and I, I want to copy it. You know, I, it's not like making fun of it. I just want to, I don't know, it comes to my ear and it wants to come out my mouth. So that's sort of, you know, always did funny voices or sang like the artists that I was listening to at the time. You know, I did a lot of plays and musicals in high school and then in college, I was in an a cappella group. In America, there's a big tradition of these a cappella groups. Maybe eight or nine guys or 12 guys or whatever. It can be all women or it can be co-ed. And they're doing you know pop music. It's not like classical or, or choirs. It's doing whatever music is on the radio. Just a cappella, all voices. So I did that for four years. And that's re really where it started for me. Like, wow, okay, I can use my voice in lots of different ways. I was mostly singing, doing some beatboxing there. We didn't have microphones, so it was hard to beatbox when with a lot of guys, you know, singing right next to you. So I was doing mostly singing and some vocal instrumentation, like electric guitars and stuff. And then after that, I graduated from college and moved out to San Francisco and started a professional acapella group with a bunch of guys who had sung in groups at different schools. And we all moved to California and started this group called the House Jacks. And we signed with Warner Brothers and they tried to make us into a boy band, which 
which didn't work very well because we weren't very good at being a boy band. We were doing what we were doing, which was sort of like funk, pop, rock, funk, R&B, and it was four white guys, two black guys, and you know they tried to make us into this very pop thing, and it didn't work out very well at all. And they wanted us to sing lots of ballads and the whole thing. And we tried, we tried to be the best, you know, little pop sellouts we could be, but it didn't really work. And so I'm, of course, now very glad that I'm not a former member of a famously cheesy boy band. So (laughs) I'm doing my own thing now and enjoying that very much. So I was wondering if you could demonstrate some of your uh, vocal talent. I listened to this commercial a while back, and it was in this surfer voice. Uh, And then I found out later on on your website, it was actually you. And I mean, I've been to many of your performances, but I didn't even recognize it as your voice. Down at Newport Beach, Nick was impressing the ladies behind a surf shop. So I just caught this great one out by the pier, and I was riding up the beach, you know? And then suddenly, I lost it. Sounds like quite a wave. Wave? Dude, I'm talking about my cell phone signal. If you move even a few steps, you lose it. Here, try this. Sprint PCS built the largest all-digital, all-PCS nationwide network from the ground up reaching more than 230 million people, and they've expanded their coverage throughout L.A. Even on the beach? Yep, and right now you can get 3,000 minutes for just $29.99 a month. That's 200 anytime minutes and 2,800 night and weekend minutes, all with nationwide long distance included, every minute, every day on the Sprint PCS network. That's the most I've ever learned from a man in shoes. Glad I could help. L.A., clearly covered and better than ever. Hey, this is Kid Beyond, and you're listening to DJ Matt Werder on Fresh Air, The Alternative. Yo. All right, Nigel, you called the meeting. Yeah, what's up, Nigel? Lads, I'm leaving the band. You what? You must be joking. No joke, just time for a change. We made $87 million last year. I know, but I'm going back to college. College? She's putting us on. You wanker! Nope, I've got an idea for an animated film with these little characters with dust mops for heads, and they fly around the world on tiny white soda crackers. Cool. Don't encourage it. So I'm going to study digital animation at Expression Center for New Media. Bloody hell. There goes four years. Nope, I get my bachelor's degree in less than a year and a half. You're joking. And they teach sound recording and web design there as well, Hmm. in case I change my mind about the whole... Dust mop thing. Hey, Nige. Yeah. Will they teach you how to play guitar there, too? The Expression Center for New Media Open House is on Sunday, October 14th, starting at 9 a.m. in Emeryville. For more info, click on expression.edu or call toll-free 877-833-8800. That's 877-833-8800. So we've uh, showcased a little bit of your different vocal range, but the one thing you're renowned for is beatboxing and also turntable sounds, scratch sounds. You do this thing when often you start up routines, you test your drum kit. And so you'd have the snare, then the bass drum. I was wondering if you could demonstrate a little bit about your drumming talent. Sure. I don't know how well it'll come uh, over the little iPhone microphone and then your Skype connection, but we'll do the best we can. Let's see. How's this? Like you have your bass, which could be like, or, 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 then you have different snares, which could be like, and then you have some tom-toms, 
You have hi-hats. You have crash cymbals. Shakers. Like that. Um, oh, and a turntable. Forgotten turntable. Like that. So, again, that is Kid Beyond, all with his own voice. No special effects, no turntables, nothing. I remember at the Val movement a while back, the beatboxing extravaganza in the San Francisco Bay Area, they had a little freestyle battle, and it was just you and Solati from Felonius, another excellent beatboxer. And it was uh, no turntables or anything, but they had both of you do all the different hip-hop instrumentals, and the crowd was just going wild. Uh, while the MCs uh, rapped over you guys. And if you weren't staring directly at the show, like you would have seriously thought there were actually two DJs there DJing, battling back and forth. It was quite an incredible experience. Well, thank you. Hi, this is Barack Obama, and you're listening to Fresh Air, The Alternative, with DJ Matt Warner. Kid Beyond, I know that you've done a bit of work during the Obama campaign. I know that you did a phone banking, and also on your website, you have a bit about the coverage you did at the Democratic National Convention. I was wondering if you could tell our Scottish listeners who are very interested in the U.S. election and having Barack Obama as our president-elect, if you could talk a little bit about your work with Barack Obama. Sure, I'd be proud to. Well, so I worked very hard to try and get John Kerry elected in 2004. And unfortunately, that didn't work. So we put a lot of hope and faith in Barack Obama. And I, as soon as he came on the scene, I was like, wow, this, I saw him speak at the 2004 convention when John Kerry was a candidate and said, wow, this guy's amazing. This guy should be a candidate. He's way more inspiring than John Kerry, you know, as a speaker, as a, a communicator, as a, a rhetorician and a political figure. So I was very gratified when he decided to run said, well, okay, I'm going to do everything in my power to try and help this man get elected. A lot of people did way more work than I did. I was just one person. But, you know, as a performer, it was gratifying to be able to do fundraisers to raise money for him. You know, I did a fundraiser where we raised $20,000 for the Obama campaign, which, of course, in the grand scheme of the campaign is nothing. It's about two and a half seconds worth of airtime for a TV commercial. But it all adds up. And that was really part of the essence of his campaign was that he was not so much relying on huge donations from big money, but rather a whole bunch of smaller donations from average folks. So I did that and I performed at the opening of various headquarters here in the San Francisco area. And I also went to the Democratic Convention, uh, which was in Denver, Colorado. And that was, I was uh, in more of a journalistic capacity, basically, a friend of mine who's the editor of of a weekly paper here said, oh, I'm going to the convention. I, you know, you want to come? I'll get you a press pass. So I wrote daily dispatches from the convention about the speakers and about this sort of cultural vibe there. And if you go to kidbeyond.com, you can read a bunch of those. And I found myself, as a performer, it's funny, I found myself noticing the sort of, the way they constructed their personas as politicians, as the speeches and the, the imagery. And that's really what stood out to me. And for better or for worse, at least in American electoral politics, you know, the, the creation of the image and the mythos of, around a candidate, the, the, it's not necessarily about the candidate's position on the issues so much as sort of the, the mythical superego that the candidate can project through speeches, through advertising, through commercials, through, you know, it's, it's all very well crafted. So that's what I found myself focusing a lot on and the intersection of 
politics and popular culture. And then in the last few weeks of the campaign, basically just tried to do as much as I could with my limited megaphone to email everybody I knew around the country and say, hey, we need you to get on the phones and call folks in what they call here the swing states, the so-called battleground states. That's who we had to convince. So I, I organized a bunch of my friends here and impelled folks around the country on my mailing list to go to their headquarters if they supported Obama. They don't, just because they're fans of mine doesn't mean they supported Obama, and I try and respect that. Like, here's the guy I'm excited about, but please, you know, really I'm more excited about voting at all. You know, I really, I just, I tell people, just vote. I don't care who you vote for. I mean, I have my preference, but turnout rates in America are so woeful. You know, we're lucky if 50% or 55% of the electorate turns out to vote, and we're supposed to be this bastion of democracy. So really, it's it's important to me that people vote at all. But then people would get on the phones, and we would call folks in Florida or folks in Virginia or folks in Iowa or Indiana, these states where if we could just get you know 1%, 2% more people to come out and vote for our guy who wouldn't have voted, then we could, we could win this election. And that's what happened. So I was just a small cog in a very big machine. But I'm proud of the limited amount of work that I was able to to do to help get Obama elected, and I hope he can be a force for change and a force for good and positivity in the world. He's not a saint. He's not a savior. He's not perfect. He will make mistakes. Everybody has projected a lot onto him. You know, everybody wants him to be theirs. So he will inevitably disappoint some folks, including me, I'm sure. But that's the way it goes. You know, you, you can't have everything. But I, I really, I'm optimistic about. American politics for the first time in a long time, and I hope we can undo a lot of the damage in terms of our own reputation in the world and our own big, muddy footprint in the world. So I hope that the election of Barack Obama can go in some small way to restore the tarnished reputation that the USA has in the world. Great. <laughs> I know it's probably too long of an answer for you, but... You know, I'm pa- I'm passionate about this stuff. I mean, really, this is part of the reason why I make music at all. I mean, I, I obviously music can be a source of joy and a source of escape for people, dancing and losing yourself, and that's great. And I think that's vital. And also, I think that if done properly, art can be a positive force for social change. I don't like to hit people over the head with my songs or be too preachy because I don't think that does anybody any good. But I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that in some small way it allowed me the chance to make a difference in the world for the better. So Kit Beyond, I'm curious, where are you going in the future? Are you currently working on a future album? I am. I've started work on my next album. It's going to be a full-length album called Kid Beyond and the Interplanetary Love Army. It will not be all vocal. It will have. It's not going to be the all vocal thing that I did on my EP. It's going to have instruments and electronics. So some mixture of live instrumentation and sort of DJ-ish production. There may be some bizarre vocal stuff sort of sprinkled throughout, but I decided for this I wanted to sort of break out and explore sort of wider sonic palettes, if that's not too pretentious a phrase, and just sort of feel what it's like to focus a little more on the singing and a little less on the beatboxing. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I've started song number one, this sort of Coldplay-esque power ballad called Cathedrals that I've been doing in my shows, and the rest of them, I've got about half the album written, and so it will be out sometime after it's finished. <laughs>
Thank you very much, Kid Beyond, for joining us on Fresh Air, The Alternative. It's my pleasure, Matt. So you have been listening to Kid Beyond on Fresh Air, The Alternative. I am DJ Matt Warner. Thank you, and good night.